You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. Welcome to the Birdie Dads podcast, a golf podcast for dads who love golf. And it wouldn't hurt to talk about kids too, guys. So rule number one, remember, no dad shaming. Nope, don't do it. Don't do it around here. <laughs> golf shaming or fair game. You can have at my golf swing. Brian, Trevor, what's going on this week? Yeah, not much. Talking about dad shaming. I mean, tonight I just watched my three-year-old go and touch our gas fireplace, like the glass in front of it and burn his hand. And I just kind of said... That's what you get. That's how you learn. <laughs> oh, man. Burn his hand. What, you running? This is April. It's 80 degrees down here. <laughs> Not up here. We had snow <laughs> on Sunday, Jared. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, well, it's tough. Yeah, no, for me, I'm just, uh, I had a 10-year-old birthday um, this week. So, just been dealing with the fact that I now am a parent of a double-digit kid. That just shocked me the other day. I was like, I couldn't believe it. Mm. It's already a decade since the first one was born. So I'm into a new Teenagers. phase now, boys. I got to watch the uh, adolescence. It's coming on fast. Uh, if, oh, I could, if there are any listeners out there that can give me any uh, advice, I, I'd be willing to take it for a 10-year-old girl. <laughs> Trevor, that's Good what luck. this podcast is for. We're supposed <laughs> to be providing the advice. Yeah, well, <laughs> live and learn here, I guess. Right. Well, we are just three cool dads who love golf. So go support the show, support us and Trevor and his 10 year old cause. Go to birdiedads.com. And now this week, this is the Bryson episode. We are talking all about Bryson DeChambeau, boys. We talked about it. We had the Masters. Do we love or hate Bryson? And when I threw this out there, there is no in between. So coming off an amazing weekend with Augusta and Masters, first off, let's jump into that recap. What were your guys' biggest surprises and highlights from the Masters? Man, I'm going to jump in there. Yeah, I mean, I have a fantasy f- golf team that um, included Matsuyama on it, and so I am ecstatic. I won I won some peanuts um, nice. off of that win. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about, uh, about that win. Um, I didn't expect it, though. Like he was the last one on my team that I thought would win it. And so I was pretty happy for him, pretty pumped. He deserved it based on the way that he played. Scrambling was key for him. I mean, if, if you look at the stats, um, he was, I, I can't remember what it was, but up in the top five in scrambling. So, you know, driving the ball, who cares? But as long as you can get up on those greens and get close for your uh, birdie opportunity, I think that's what, what changed the game for him. So happy for him. Yeah, for me, it was just seeing the colors again in the background, the azaleas, you know, getting back to an April actual Masters rather than the November that we had last last uh, fall and just kind of seeing everybody out there. It was interesting, you know, all those big, you know, world number one, Dust DJ wasn't, didn't even make the cut. All the big names seemed to have missed the cut. So it was kind of nice to see the the next tier of folks, you know, shooting for it. I mean, obviously, Justin Rose is a top tier guy. He's won the Olympics. Uh, Xander Shoffley's up and, up and coming, but... Um, yeah, to have some of those names you don't often see bunched together was kind of fun to watch. And that's Zalatoris. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we talk about Happy Gilmore a lot. I don't know if you guys saw that, but uh, yeah. you got comparisons <laughs> the to caddy. The, uh, the, the caddy that um, yeah. <laughs> was a second caddy. So that was kind of funny. To, but no, it just it was it, it was just a great Masters, I think. Um, and Hideki's, uh, I don't know if you saw Hideki's um, caddy kind of give a bow to Augusta at the end there that was that was mm. pretty cool to watch too. that was a great moment great moment for Matsuyama I mean I loved I was watching that and on Sunday when he started to he started to lose the 
the feel a little bit, it looked like, and then that chip out of the sand, that that was just such an amazing shot that he mm-hmm. dropped. I mean, that, that round, you just felt it shift back in his favor. I mean, I'm with you, Trevor. I, you guys both stole all my things. I mean, the, the big surprise was Hideki winning that. But then you got Dustin Johnson not making the cut, Rory not making the cut. I mean, and Zalatoris, those are my notes. Zalatoris was also up there. First time Masters kid. He's up there in the running. He pushes. Um, he doesn't back down. He doesn't choke. He doesn't He doesn't lose the feel. And um, I love seeing Xander Shoffley. I mean, I like Shoffley a lot. He was up there. So... That was just, I mean, a lot of surprises. A lot of guys that stepped up, like you said, the young guys that we could see. Yeah, I, I think the young guys, so Willie Z, like I'm excited to see him play um, at, for his career. Um, but, you know, some of the old guys that were there too, I mean, um, they didn't they didn't play as well this year. Like we, always, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago of like, oh, the old guys at Augusta, they know the course, they know where to miss. They struggled. I think the length of the course is getting too long for them, so... That goes into DeChambeau because that was the DeChambeau strategy, right? Like, just bomb it down the fairways. Yeah. Oh, he took his rips. He took his rips. He did, and he kind of lived and died by the big bombs, right? I mean, first day, (laughs) I can't really know. He wasn't the second day out of it. Second day, he came back, yeah. Yeah, and then um, the fourth day kind of basically came back again, had a pretty good round on the fourth round. So It it was just so up and down, you know, so up and down. yeah. It's, I mean, I was disappointed in Bryson. I, that was my big disappointment of the weekend. <laughs> you love oh. Bryson, though. I do. I do love Bryson. But, I mean, Trevor, what do you think? And what were you going to say about him? He was, he was in it. He was out of it. He was bombing away. And then he just would melt. Yeah. Yeah. I know he kind of seemed like he got in his own head a little bit, was frustrated at the fact that he wasn't scoring like he probably expected, right? There, you know, those expectations, we all have them. And I'm sure that he probably expected to come out hot and, and didn't really. So... Um, you know, that's even down to the amateur level like us, right? We, we, we have a course on our mind. We want to play well and we don't in the first two holes. And then all of a sudden, bam, our, our rounds blown up. So I guess, you know, he's human. And, uh, the biggest thing is he hits it so far when he misses, he really misses. And so, um, Mm -hmm. it's harder to come back from that sometimes. I saw him hit some bombs and we're in positions on some of the par fives that I've never seen anybody in before. And for me, I was like, that is impressive to get that far, hit it that far and be just within 20 yards right or left of where you're trying to aim it. I think it was, was great. I think he struggled getting into the greens. His approach shots is really what killed him. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like I said, with the scrambling with Matsuyama, that's why he won it. I think that's why DeChambeau lost it or didn't wasn't in competitive with it is because of his approach shots. Yeah, Matsuyama is known as an iron player, you know, so he's got that. If he can put it in the fairway, 315 yards down there, and, and he's it seems like his wedges never fail. Um, so that's kind of where he, mm-hmm. he hit it home, you know, except for that last one on 18. He pushed it into that bunker. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was a pitching Nerves. wedge from like 130 little, out. Uh, I know. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm armchair quarterback here, but yeah, I mean, that was <laughs> unlike him for sure. Yeah, and another surprise was Morikawa not really showing up and, and really pushing it. I, I did think mm-hmm. he would make a little push. Never saw that happen. So, a lot of surprises this weekend. I think the big one was DJ. I think that was really the biggest one, not making the cut. Yeah. Or, or Justin Thomas. I know Justin Thomas made the cut, and he was kind of there, but he really didn't finish. He didn't, right. he didn't bring it home. Yep. It's good to see Jordan Spieth back. I liked seeing him compete mm-hmm. again. I mean, at the high level, pushing the... Pushing the leaderboard a little bit. I was glad to see him getting some airtime. I mean, yeah. I, I was yeah. always a Jordan Spieth fan. 
Yeah, he's he's steady Eddie. It seems like he's back to some some form of the open days from the 2015 era. Right. So I put a poll out on Reddit, and no mm-hmm. surprise, I threw it out there for all my lovely Reddit guys. Got a huge response on the poll. And what we found was 58%. And the, and the question was simple. Love Bryson or hate Bryson? No in between. Like just as this episode. 58% love Bryson. And I, I got to throw it to you guys. So I love Bryson. I love his game. And here we go. I want you to change my mind. Change my mind on Bryson DeChambeau. What do you say? Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, he's pushing the limits of the game. We've talked about this in the past, especially with that uh, Dr. Ballum episode, you know, and He's changing the game for sure on trying to just push the limits on 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 where he's at with distance. You know, I think the biggest thing is for me is where is he going to be um, in five years, ten years for sure. You know, those back and all those things are breaking down. I mean, he's gets to be our age. You know, if we swing it like that, we're we're broken for two years. So that's the biggest thing as far as a love hate thing goes. I mean, one thing I picked up from the masters this weekend was he was out in the pine. I can't remember what it was. It was like day two, but he was way off and he was having to come back into the, into the fairway. And he just kind of like looked at these people and said, you're going to have to move. Not even like, Oh, excuse us. You know, nothing like nothing calm, cool and collective. It was just like, you're going to have to move like very demanding, very um, privileged way to say something. And that just turned me off. So I was on the borderline of putting love Bryson but after I saw that, I was like, ah, I might have to be on the dislike side of Bryson. Well, what was it? 2020 when he went off on the cameraman? And yeah. he's, I mean, he's definitely had some moments in his career that guys don't like him. And I think when he, he kind of got into the cameraman a little bit for following him too long when he was hitting that shot, right? Yeah. So is that kind of the same moment for you? Yeah, it was. I mean, it's just kind of like, wow, you know, he didn't even... Did thought it even cross his mind to be like, oh, excuse me, I think we're gonna go this way, or have his caddy even maybe be the bad guy? He just was like, nope, I'm, you know, he's just like, I'm going that way, you know, get out of my way, basically. So yeah, I mean, wow, spe- Trevor, you are a critical man. The guy yeah. is playing for his livelihood in the Masters. I and- know, but mm. it's just like those. He was coming back, and you know, I don't, I don't know if it was the people were out of screen, and um, I think it was, you know, it was probably like a a course or a volunteer or maybe spectators, but he was just like very. It seemed very direct and just i i don't know didn't seem very kind <laughs> brian what do you think of bryson what do you think you love or hate him i love to watch him i'll, I'll be honest and as as a fan of, of golf i love to see what he's going to do next but he's like that wrestler that you just hate and you love to have him <laughs> in the mix because he makes it fun but you don't necessarily like him like he's not your favorite golfer so i like to watch him but like if i was going to just you know get rid of all the stuff he's trying to do and just say like, how does he act on the golf course? Do I want my sons to replicate what he's doing out there? Absolutely not. I, I want, I want my sons to treat people better. It's, it goes to the Patrick Reed discussion. I think, you know, it's like Patrick Reed always has an angle with what he's doing with rules officials. I've seen that from DeChambeau a lot. Like he's out of bounds and then he goes and complains to a rules official about this or that or not being able to move this stake or that stake. And it's just like, come on, man, just, just, just play, play golf, accept what you're trying to do, which is you're trying to hit it as far as you can. And if you miss the ball, accept the results. I mean, and so I think that's where I'm at. It's like, I love to watch him. I love to watch, see what he's going to do, see how he's going to explode, but I don't necessarily want my sons to be like him. So, um, I guess that puts me in the no camp. 
They're in the no camp. I'm in the yes camp. Well, I was looking it up. I'm surprised you guys haven't brought up some of the other pet peeves against him. And what you're referring to, so we have a few issues where he's challenged officials. I think one was uh, with the, well, he he made some comments about the bunkers, right? The quality of the bunkers in the past, in the, all in the mm-hmm. past couple of years, he was really upset about the bunkers and what condition they were in. We had the uh, the fire ants episode. Do you remember mm-hmm. that one? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, where that. he was yep. challenging Which- the... Which, by the way, I think I think Matsuyama came through some fire ants at some point. Our fire ants a dangerous animal. <laughs> That's yeah. the ruling, exactly. right? Exactly. Burly, yeah. Dangerous yeah. animal. animal. <laughs> yeah. It's a and so the, yeah. the fire ants, which kind of lit Brooks Kepka up a little bit, and Brooks Kepka had a little play with him on that. Um, looking back, I mean, it really starts back in like what 2018 when he had the issue with uh, McAvoy. Do you remember? I don't know if you guys remember that when he lost and he had his meltdown in 2018 in that in that round, and he didn't no. he, he shook hands, but people didn't like how he did it. So he's he's rough. I mean he's he's rough around the edges. But Brian, what you're saying, people like to watch him. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could even go into you go into when he broke yeah. the driver, right? When he broke his driver, what was that last year? And he leaned on it and it broke, and everybody made a big deal about it. Like, oh, Bryson broke his driver, but they're going to let him replace it because it was incidental and he was leaning on it um do you guys remember the driver episode yeah that was early mid-season last year right yeah mid-season last year and he got the break and it's like you're saying he was arguing over the rules and he got the favor and people didn't like it um when he and i'm think back when he lost his ball and they couldn't find it he was mad you know and and they were searching mm-hmm. around and he was they were looking for it and he wanted some favorable play didn't go his way i mean so there's a lot of different things when he called the green in 2018 us open he calls it the clown golf did you i don't know if you recall that he didn't like the green setup so he said this is clown golf i mean there's tons of things that he's done that have people do not like and you guys didn't even, what about his his play his slow play i mean we didn't oh, even get into yeah. that no jeez well, we don't like get the last couple that years fully, right? We're not playing behind him, so yeah. we don't get to fully appreciate. We don't get it. that, we, yeah. But yeah, I mean, oh, two just, minutes just time to take a putt. Yeah, just watch well, it on TV. I mean, like the last year, he got in trouble because he was like, he was probably sixty yards out. I remember watching a golf tournament. He was sixty yards out, and he went up to the green to read the green for the chip. And he spent probably like five minutes trying to read the green so that he could, and then he just like, I don't know, he, he didn't even hit it close to his spot. So you're like, come on, man, just like, let, let's speed it up. Yeah, I was, I, that's, those are the kind of things that bother me with any golfer. Did anybody I, uh, bring up the, uh, the calipers and the green, uh, what was it, the green calculator that he had that was? No, um, no. That was was like it two an years abacus? Ago. Yeah, it was like, it was basically like an abacus <laughs> and like a caliper thing for green reading. And they basically, PGA said it was um, not allowed after he brought it out and slow played wasn't, it. Wasn't it the compass? He yeah, also like tried to bring out a and compass. A yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. See, good for Bryson. I mean, that's why I like him, guys. He's different. <laughs> He's different. I mean, he's close guy, to standing standing one yard in front of the tee box too, Jared. So he would. He'd be okay why. if it if yeah. he could help me out with that. He's a phys. <laughs> I mean, let's break the guy down. He's different. He's a physics major. So you know, the first thing my wife said when I told her that we're watching him on Sunday, and she goes, "He's smart." You know, to be a physics major, he's a smart guy. It's not, I don't think anyone's ever you know gone against that. And I I would say I don't know if you guys saw. I think it was uh, Wednesday. He hung out with fans, so he actually had that day. Did you see the on social media? He played disc golf with that guy and his kids for all day long on Wednesday. Huh. I didn't see that one. Yeah. So they ran into him on the on the disc golf out there in, in somewhere 
you know, near Augusta and he just was getting out, probably just kind of trying to relax. And so this fan runs into him with his boys and he hangs out with them all day and not just playing a hole. And the guy said they spent a couple hours together and take some pictures with him. Totally cool about it. So that's the stuff that, I, you know, I like to see. I mean, he reminds me of the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa days of, of baseball, right? He's coming in and he's just power driving and, and not everybody mm-hmm. likes it. Everybody wants to see the old school, you know, traditional way of golf, but I, we all watched, we joked about that video on Twitter where he was warming up and he hits yeah, like, just going for it, like, rapid yeah. fire, like 40 seconds. Like, what did he hit? I think I kind of Sniffing five. a bunch of protein powder and then goes to the range. Just oh. Oh, crushing drives. I think I counted five or six drives he hit within a minute and just yeah. power drives. Did and, you get the sense that the uh, the commentators were really happy to kind of jump on anything when he was down and out? Like, they were co- yes. commenting on like, oh, he needs looks like he needs a protein shake. I mean, they were like throwing mm-hmm. some negative stuff towards him. I feel like most of the, that world didn't, didn't really approve of him, I guess. The old guard doesn't really approve of him. They don't. They don't. They really bang. On, I mean, they're, they're on him pretty heavy. They like to see him miss. Yeah. Well, especially at the Masters where it's it's a golf course where they don't have greens booked. That was another thing that I, I paid attention to was that the commentators were always like, oh, yeah, they don't allow greens books at the Masters. I was like, that's interesting. He relies heavily on those to putt, and he was missing a lot of putts and getting frustrated with it. So I wonder if that had something to do with it. But at the same time, the Masters is like the course is just all about feel and touch and old school golf, and he's new school golf. So that's why I want um, him to win. You know? I want him to overpower it. I wanted him to crush, and I wish he was feeling the driver a little bit more or had some uh, some more practice rounds out there to dial it in. I mean, I really wanted to see him just absolutely destroy it with his length. You know, I, I just, I, I want to see that. I, I want to see him change the game. I'm thinking about other guys that have changed games. I think of Shaq, you know, when Shaq came into the league and the hack of Shaq really to change basketball and, and changing the illegal defense. I think of, you know, you, you think of Steph Curry changing basketball and you think of some of these guys that just literally, I mean, Tiger did it. They lengthened Augusta for Tiger, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they they tiger proofed it or whatever you want to call it. It's so I, I like it. I mean, I did some research on his stats, and you you're right, Brian. You hit it right on the head. The area of his game he's really struggling is that approach game, and he needs to dial that in to be a top tier guy consistently. Uh, that's how he won the U.S. Open. Is yeah, he he drove it a long way, um, and he was. But when he was in the rough, he was able to scramble and get back a position. Um, so. Yeah, until he can do that, I mean, that's just, I think that's what missing, is missing from his game right now. He's got the length. He's been focusing on that. But it's his touch. It's his scrambling, putting. All that comes together. He's, he's a force to be reckoned with. So he ranks about 150th on tour for his approach game. And so I looked it up. Around 100 yards out, he's averaging around 20 feet from the hole, where a guy like Justin Thomas averages about 10 feet from the hole, Marikawa is about 15, 16 feet. So he's got some work to do there. I think Matsuyama is about 16, 17 feet from 125. So Yeah, when he was uh, winning too, his putting was on on point for sure. I mean, he was right. maybe averaging 20, 20 feet away, but I mean, he was like knocking down some long putts and get, lagging really well. So his putting it game has different. shown. <laughs> yeah, it looks different, but his putting, mm-hmm. his putting game definitely has shown some promise. I think a lot of the other players have commented on this on how, you know, he doesn't just hit the long ball. He's able to put it on the, on the, on the surface. You know, I think that Brian's right. You know, that's where he's missing that disconnect is the approach there. You know, once he gets that dialed in, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for Jared's sake. I love it. 
I love yeah. it. You know what's <laughs> why? I mean, why we're even having this episode is you look at his numbers on his off the tee. Everybody just raves about his off the tee, but you got Cameron Champ is right there behind him within a couple yards. I think Cameron Champ. I think last year ended like literally less than half a yard off on average drive, and then you got Rory's only three yards behind Bryson. So it's not like the guy's twenty five yards ahead of everyone else on average. Of course, that's average. Um, but off the tee, it's right there. These guys are all hitting it a mile. Yeah, I mean, that's where the game goes. I mean, there's always somebody trying to push the limits for any any sport, right? And that's what changes the rules sometimes to be able to contain that. You know, I, you know, it, there's a lot of debate there on equipment too and ball and everything else. We can go, we'll go we can go a lot of episodes on that. But yeah, you know, sure. he's got the potential uh, to change it. Just a matter if if he wins a lot of tournaments and. You know, there's so many, there's so much more talent out there these days. I don't see these guys winning like 18 majors. You know, I think Bryson's right. already behind right. the behind the game, right? Um, and and Jack, I mean, the longevity. He wasn't swinging. I mean, he was swinging the equivalent of what Bryson was for those boys back then. But he was able to play through his 40s, and you know, what did he win it mm-hmm. um, when he was in his mid 40s? So I don't see Bryson at this rate and what he's doing to his body being able to even be on the tour. By the time he's 40. I mean, yeah, he'll be there playing events, but like being competitive, to be honest. Do you ever go back and look at his swing like before when he was at SMU or at like his 2017, 2016 days? Do you ever go back and look at that? No. I don't. I don't think, I don't think it's comparable. Like to me, it's it's like his body's so much different. And that's he was trying to change his swing, I think, when he was a little bit less um, in the weight category. But um he changed his body so he could swing the way he swings now. So like he completely mm-hmm. changed everything about him, his swing, his attitude towards the game just to get to where he's at now. And I, I mean, I'm sorry guys, I don't know if it's paying off for him. And, and again, I go back to this, like, you know, being a dad and having my, my kids grow up watching these, these young guys, because like, these young guys, Bryson, Justin, Jordan, they're all going to be my kids heroes um, in, mm-hmm. in 10, 15 years. Right. So do I want them to be Bryson or do I want them to be Justin Thomas, regardless of the recent stuff with Justin Thomas and his, his comments, I'd, I'd rather have their golf game be more like Justin Thomas than Bryson DeChambeau. Okay. I can understand that. You know, Bryson is a grinder though. I'm going to say he works hard. Like he's pointed out the guy does not, I mean, we cannot question his work ethic one bit. You see him just putting in, he's put on all that weight. He's grinding it out in the room. He's he's doing everything. The guy talks physics. You look at his physics game. What he, you know, he has all, I don't know if you guys know this. His clubs are all the same length. You know yeah. that, right? Like yeah. he's seven iron length, right? Yep. He's yeah. got everything is the same length. It's the only guy that I know of that does that. The guy floats his golf balls in Epsom salts. I, I don't really, I don't know what that one's all about. <laughs> may have to start That's trying weird. that. I mean, he's just different. He's just taking the game on from a different style. And you look at, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought it up because I want to look at how he's done over the years. And I went back and I really dug through the Bryson history. So I learned a few things. I learned that, uh, first of all, he won his NCAA title. And of course, you know, he won the USA, the US Amateur in the same year, which is the only guys that have ever done that are Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson and Ryan Moore. That's it. So he's in some pretty elite company with being able to accomplish that. And then when he went the U.S. Open, I think that list drops down to like Jack Tiger, Phil and him. I think you can drop Ryan Moore off, and then it's it's the list gets even tighter for doing that. 
So he could, the dude can play. He could just flat out ball. But I can see what you're saying, Brian. Like you don't, you just don't want your boys to be like him. Yeah, the way he carries himself sometimes is just not something you, you know. I think you want your kids to emulate. You know, it's is it the hat? It goes back to <laughs> yeah. I think it is. <laughs> I think it's the Kangol. Yeah, yeah. Same yeah. with Bruce Arians. I, yeah, I just don't want my kids to be like you're Bruce Arians either. You just yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let, let me it. let me pose a question this way. A little sidetrack. Do you guys return your shopping carts once you get in the parking lot? Do you guys take your yes, carts of course. back and put it back, Brian? Of do you? Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, because you know take they did pride that. On that. Right. So that that's kind of gives you a sense of your moral like compass or your moral ability. I, do you think Bryson puts his shopping cart back? <laughs> no, I don't oh. think he shops, man. I think he has somebody else do it for him. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he puts his shopping cart back. So, you know, I don't know. That goes into it, it a little bit. But yeah, I don't know. That does annoy me. I mean, does he at least leave it? Do you at least prop it on like the planter box or do you think he leaves it? Straight in up space. in the stall. In, in the space, space. Yeah. 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 I think he that's... runs over it with his car as he backs out. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what he does. Just screw yeah. this cart. I'm gone. He's gone. <laughs> you guys are not even giving credit. When he won the U.S. Open, who did he call first? Who did he call? His dad. Called probably. his dad. Yeah. He called his dad and he broke down crying. If and, Well, I don't know if he's Such crying, a... actually. <laughs> I added that for flavor for the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're, you guys pointed out, too, a lot of guys do pile on him. I mean, you got Ian Poulter has made comments about him. Brooks Kepka really has, you know, at least put on the show he doesn't like him. The announcers are really kind of always criticizing him a little bit. Um, they love to see him fail. And so, I'm re- I'm going for him. You, you go get it, buddy. The slow play, though. I could see him. Sl- he needs to pick up the slow play. Yeah, Two that, minutes you just talked about that the other episode, how you hate the slow play. And I hate the, the slow king play. Slow play. I would hate to... Oh man, I'd be in tough if I was behind him. I'm like, what's this guy doing? He'd he'd destroy yep. me though. All right, Jared. So top four golf foursome for, uh, for golf. Are you including Bryson in your in your foursome? You love him that yes. much? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is it a tournament? Are we playing together? Uh, is this shambles? No, just a dream uh, foursome, just to play a random round eight of eighteen. Sure. Is right it? now. Yeah. Right. Oh, right wow. now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hmm. And I want to throw okay. Brooks Kepka in there too together, just so we can have some fun. <laughs> mix it no. up a little bit. Uh, yeah, mix it up. <laughs> I mean, all-time or just you're talking current players right now? Uh, I, I guess all-timers. I mean, let's, let's oh, push no, it, then push I it don't know. a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, sure. I want him in there because he's different. Am I get, do I get to play in the foursome or am I yeah, just yeah. watching no, this four is your, guys Yeah, play? three guys. You got three guys. I'm just following yeah. them around. Yeah, yeah you're well, caddying for to, four dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to think <laughs> about who else I'm going to add in there. Oh, Obviously, I, I, you, I, got, you guys... I, got, I just thought of it, Trevor. Just now you said I just came up with it. And it's going to be... One golfer, one PGA golfer, and two non-PGA golfers. You guys ready? Okay. Let's do it. Bill Murray, Charles Barkley, and Tiger's Wood. Tiger Woods. That's it. Okay. Uh, I'd love to okay. I'd love to play with that group. Yeah. I'd love to. I've I've seen I mean I've told you guys before and I've talked about it. I've seen Charles play live. I I was in a tournament where we were <laughs> caddying for guys. I'd do it again. I'd love to see Charles play again. I mean, I think his swing's about the same. Oh, I think he's trying to change it, actually, isn't he? I think this last Pro-Am that I saw, some highlights or something, he's trying to change it. Um, was it I thought he was uh, trying to go lefty. Like, he started righty, and now he's trying to go lefty in order to not get the same hitch and the same nervousness. <laughs> yeah. That's what That's I saw it. somewhere. Yeah, yeah it, was less, it was less hitchiness. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so let's go to the comments, okay? Because I threw this out, and I really want to throw some of these comments in. But first, have you guys ever Googled Bryson on his ESPN and looked at his ESPN profile photo? Never. No. You should do that. That That is worth your time. It's worth it. Uh, you should go look at his ESPN profile photo. 
It's great. And so here's some comments from people I've got on Reddit. Okay, so Harambee the Bear says, why not both? Why not love and hate him? And I think that's what you're saying, Brian, and yes. Trevor maybe a little bit too. You guys both love and hate watching him. And I, I could see that. I, I think it should be a mm-hmm. dislike and like rather than a love and hate. Ah, oh, no, there's, nobody wants to listen to an episode of dislike and like. Yeah, that's true. You know, they're here yeah, for, we right. want to hate or love Bryce. <laughs> Jared, you're always on it. You got it. Oh, that's... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's that's like grade school relationships versus high school relationships. Oh, get ready for those grade school relationships, Trevor. Ten years old. Oh. Ten years. Those are coming around. Thanks oh, a lot, Jake. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. So, let's see. This guy says he's uh, – another guy says he's a casual fan, really just interested in following Bryson, just likes to watch him. So, he, he definitely has the draw that he brings it in. Uh, Dad Kim says, I love that he exists. I love watching him – Pump it out there, 370. I like him getting upset and CBS putting it to a master's theme song. That's, oh gosh, you, know, you don't got to go there, man. Um, I agree with him, though. That was pretty, that's pretty good. And and here's what he says, is, and maybe it's the birdie dad's part got this out. He says, just like what you guys were saying, he says, he may be slow and he may not be the first guy who I want my sons to emulate, but he's entertaining. He says he there likes Bryson go. more than Patrick Reed. Or yeah. Justin Thomas. <laughs> so. I would agree. Oh, I wouldn't agree with Justin Thomas, but Ju- Patrick Reed, yes, yes. Going on, we got Pachui says uh, he doesn't think he's ever hit a bad shot in his life, and I think we talked about that. Every bad shot, you hear him blaming somebody else, calling the bunkers <laughs> the worst bunkers. Get out of here! It's a hazard for a reason. That's what he says, and I think that's what you guys are saying too. He doesn't put the shopping carts back. He doesn't <laughs> agree with why he's playing poorly. Uh, mm-hmm. Another comment on the slow play and illustrious sport 994 says, Hey, I don't hate him as much as I, I do. Um, I don't like how the media covers him is what he says. The constant talk about his length and how he's changing the game. He doesn't like that part. So basically thinking Bryson's getting way too much attention because he gets beat every week. He says he hasn't really done a whole lot and he's getting beat by guys that hit it a lot shorter. I would agree with that. Like yeah. until he can fix his short game or not a short game, but his approach game. Like he's, he's in my mind, he should, he's just a long driver. That's it. Yeah. And I mean, I think you just, you kind of outlined it, Jared, his stats. I mean, Cameron champs only like a half yard behind him on average and Rory's like three yards. I mean, so that's, you know, they're covering the 370 yard bombs that he hits over, you know, the par five, um, mm-hmm. Uh, across the water right that's that's what they're covering so everyone mm-hmm. thinks that right but his averages with the other big boys are right right there i mean those other guys are right there with them it sounds like yeah they're right there i mean he's not he's miles away from like where john daly was and you know 97 98 i mean he's mm-hmm. he's hitting it i i think i looked it up john daly in his peak in 1997 his long drive you know according to the stats was 308 Bryson hits a drive 377 he's capable of. So I think you got to take average of those players in the field back then as well and see how much further Daly is ahead of those guys in the average. Versus and look at the now. whole field, too. Look at where the whole field is, has come up. Right, you know, exactly. Yeah, That's his whole. technology. you gotta, and, you got to adjust John Daly for inflation <laughs> over these last couple of years. What you got to do? I yeah. want to see peak John Daly versus Bryson right now. Peak John versus peak Bryson. With Let's the same go. equipment. Mm-hmm. Same equipment, mm-hmm. same everything, same everything off the course. Bring it on. Same personality. So I'm going to ask you guys another personality that was in the field this week that was just heated. And I don't know if you guys watched, um, you know, some of the masters.com coverage where you could see, you know, feature groups and certain holes and all that kind of stuff. But Billy Horschel, 
What do you guys think <laughs> yes. of Billy Horschel? It's kind of in the same vein, you know, DeChambeau and Billy Horschel. Kind of the same reaction. I love watching him get fired up, fall on his butt, you know, trying to get, you know, a sh- his shoes off and a shot out of a creek, right? So, um, where are you guys with Billy Horschel? You like him? I honestly haven't followed him enough or caught him much of his highlights to know anything any different. <laughs> so, Jared, where are you at? Uh, you say him. I don't watch a lot of Billy, um, but he caught me on the feed because I saw him. I, I saw him hit the water shot. I, that was impressive. Mm-hmm. I, I saw him do that, and I, I saw him slip and fall. And I did see him beat the heck out of his bag with his putter. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, that, was uh, that I mean, I, I, I'm not. I, I get angry on the course too. I mean, I can't blame these guys to be honest because they're playing for millions of dollars. Yeah. Well, there's another guy where you know he, he blames everything but himself for you know bad play and stuff like that and i guess that's where um you know as idols to kids and things like that i think these guys need to kind of check themselves a little bit i mean it's it's the same way that justin thomas got in trouble for the comment that he made it's like if we're going to hold justin thomas accountable for that kind of stuff and he lost sponsors for that we need to hold all these other guys accountable for the same type of role model stuff granted it's not as bad as what justin thomas said i get that but you know, like it's, it's, it's an attitude. It's a, it's a, how do we want our kids to grow up? You know, that they're idols. I mean, it's same thing we do with basketball, football, baseball. Like when guys start, you know, breaking bats over their knee in baseball, it's kind of like, you know, our kids are going to start trying to make, break bats over their knee too. It's like, do you want them to emulate them? Um, so I don't know. I would steer my kids away from reactions like that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, Billy had the uh, he he kind of went off on the hot mic too on his one tee shot, I believe, this weekend. Yeah. Hmm. He he kind of, I mean, that's nothing. These guys, it's tough for me because you throw a mic on a guy uh, an entire round for four hours, you're gonna catch moments. You can throw a mic in a camera, but oh, I get what you're sure. saying. I've always for felt sure. like if you're a role model, you have you have standards to to step up to, and we have the choice as dads to say who who do we want our kids to be like. Right. Yeah. 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 I think Jared, you and I cussing on the course, no one's going to, no one's going to look up to us. Right. So we can fire away these F-bombs for four well, hours I, while we're playing and, you know, but, but, no but one. we throw off, we throw off the F-bombs when we're playing together. Our kids are not there. Right. Like if your kids were there, you would rein it in and you wouldn't act the way you did. Or maybe you would for like a second and then you'd realize yeah. where you're at and you'd be like, ah, maybe I should act differently. So I, I think that's where these guys need to kind of think a little bit more, but yeah, that's it. They're in the heat of the battle too. I mean, I see it both ways, but for sure, there's a, there's a part of it where they're they're they are role models, and they have to kind of own up to it a little bit. Yeah, I just say, son, your dad is not a very good golfer, so well, that's just <laughs> watch the way this it other is. guy. Watch this other guy. Watch this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's this guy. Don't Jordan Spieth over hey. here. Watch that guy. <laughs> well, before we wrap, did you guys see our boy Wright Thompson was on ESPN covering the Masters? Brian, you picked that yeah. up. I'm pretty sure. uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. He he had a good little. Uh, I think a video essay is what he calls it. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yes. no, it was, it was great. I I turned it on for first coverage, and he was right there, kind of this leading into the Masters. It was pretty awesome to hear. We've been on the show. We've had him on, so go check it out. Right, right was cool, man. It was good to see him out at the Masters. Like you said, Trevor, I think a highlight was just feeling normal again. Maybe mm-hmm. things are turning back, and we're seeing more of the normal golf, the normal setups, uh, normal Augusta. Well. That's it for this week, guys. Next week, we got a new episode. We're going to talk being dads and talk about that 40th birthday party 
because I really need some help planning that golf 40th. So next Thursday, see you with a new episode. Go over to the website at birdiedads.com.